day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Hidney Cuff, Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Robert. This portion of the show is supported by Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news from Natives themselves, Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, we're really pleased uh, and really grateful that Dr. Kate Bean can come on with us tonight uh, and talk about a few things. And I just want to give an off-the-cuff bio of Dr. Uh, Bean and uh, the respect I have. You uh, did an awesome documentary a few years ago. Uh, You were really in the forefront of changing the name of uh, the lake to Madei Bagat. All right. I'm having problems here. Madei Bacasca. <laughs> and I was just, all, all these all these years I was like really happy that I was able to do it and now I, I panicked because well I'm gonna blame it because you're on. But Dr. Bean, uh thank you so much for coming on and Madei Bagasca is the name, right? Close. Pina Gigi, Pina Maya Robert. Yes, Bede Makaska. In our language, the, the Bede, it's kind of like a, in between an M and a B in different dialects, uh, focused a little bit more on the M or the B. But I, what, from what I've been taught is in our older language, it's kind of like in between. And so some people say Bede Makaska, other people say Made Makaska, but it means White Earth Lake. Uh, and it's a beautiful name. It is. And, uh, you know, we were just at the sunrise ceremony here this year and i've gone there a couple years and it's just uh it's really uh, powerful that the name of the lake was changed and uh that we celebrate indigenous people's day there every year early in the morning and uh this year it was great weather the year before it was raining and it was really dark and <laughs> i was <laughs> i got there and i was going it, did i miss it because it's a lot lighter than it was last year out but no i got the sunrise but uh uh, we're here to talk about a couple things, but I, I want to keep you on for a couple segments, quick segments here. And one of the things that uh, we're going to have you talk about a couple times here is the State Emblems Redesign Commission and what that's happening and, and the deadlines. And maybe give our audience all over Turtle Island here a little background of what's happening uh, with our flag and, and why it should be changed. Absolutely. So I'm excited um, to to be here today uh, to talk about, a, a, as you mentioned, a couple different things. And one of those things is the State Emblem Redesign Commission. Um, I'm a part of a 13-member commission, uh, with, chaired by the fabulous Louise Fitch, um, that is tasked with essentially coming up with a new state seal and a new state flag for the state of Minnesota. And that was a decision that was made at the the state legislature uh, to move forward with that. Thanks so much to the the, the um, wonderful work of, of Senator Mary Kunish uh, mm-hmm. and others. And, and I know she's been on the show before and, and her work is just so invaluable for our communities and, and for all of us across the state and region. Um, I think you know, first of all, you know, why do we need a new state seal? Why do we need a, need a new state flag? Do a, a lot of people don't even really understand what our seal and flags are. Um, and I, I feel like in some ways that kind of speaks volumes in itself. Um, right. Our flag is very busy. Uh, and there are people called vexologists, which I've learned a lot about, which are flag experts who talk <laughs> about what makes flag. Um, simplicity, design, you know, there are a lot of things to really think about in terms of what catches your eye and, and what really represents a, a community and a num- or, or, you know, a community made up of multiple communities, diverse mm-hmm. communities. 
Um, and for us, for the, the state, the state flag in particular, it incorporates the state seal. And the state seal is a design element that was um, created uh, around, uh, the flag itself was created, I think, 35 years after we, they declared statehood. But mm -hmm. the seal itself was a seal that was designed by Seth Eastman, uh, early landscape painter of Minnesota, who was actually one of my grandparents. He was one of my great, great grandfathers. Um, and as, as much respect as I have for him as a relative, there are a lot of problems with the image. And some of those problems have to do with the fact that when you look at our flag, the symbolism of the flag is a symbol of manifest destiny. Mm -hmm. It's a symbol it's it's directly tied to the history of treaty making in this country. You see the plow, you see the farmer versus the what they what they say Native American without explicitly saying Dakota. Um, you see all these images, and you see this horse rider sort of riding off into the sunset, which is highly problematic. And so. Mm -hmm. When we think about symbolism in the state of Minnesota, it's important to think about symbolism that unites us instead of symbolism that focuses on white supremacy and that focuses on antiquated ways of representing indigenous peoples. And so in 2023, it's time for a new seal and it's time for a new flag. And they don't have to be the same designs either. Oh. And so our state, uh, our commission, um, we are essentially taking submissions. And so this is a public opportunity for people to, uh, to upload their submissions. And you can upload up to three designs per either, if you want to upload up to three designs for a seal, for the flag, um, so six designs total. You can you can upload one design. Um, you know, there it, it's really open to the public. Uh, and the commission is essentially at this point we have a thousand submissions. A number of them are from school children, uh, oh. which is which is really fun. But we're going to be taking those submissions, and we're going to each of our uh, the commission members are going to be picking twenty five of our top picks, and mm -hmm. then we'll be um, having conversations and taking public comment on some of those. And there will be a public opportunity um, to engage with us directly, where we will be discussing. Um, some of our perspectives around some of our top picks. Those top picks will then will come together and we'll actually work um, with a marketing um, firm to sort of um, tighten up the image so that it, it fits within the parameters of what is needed for a, a seal, what's needed mm -hmm. for a flag. Um, some of the things that we're really hoping for is uh, for the flag in particular, I think simplicity is nice. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people who said they'd love to see the North Star. There are some people who said they'd love to see the Badote. They'd love to see the rivers coming together. We don't want to see people. We want to we want to honor the landscape. We want to honor, um, you know, who we are as a society and as communities coming together. Uh, and we don't want it to be something um, that isolates out anybody. We want mm -hmm. it to be a unifying symbol. I don't like the gun leaning on uh, the stump because that gives me a lot to think about in all yeah. seriousness. Um, Absolutely. He's looking at the native. He's got a gun. It's not for, I don't see any bears or anything for that or deer or anything. I just see a native American in the background. So that's always yeah. been like puzzling to say the least. Yeah. And that image is inspired by a Seth Eastman image. It was directly taken and then flipped. So he's actually riding off into the sunset. It's a really weird history. But that image in the middle, that is the state seal. And mm -hmm. that state seal is added on to a number of documents. If you've ever been to a notary, you'll see it. Mm -hmm. The way the, the, the most um, the thing that's striking for me with the state seal that I remember is after the murder of George Floyd during mm -hmm. Derek Chauvin's trial, every time it came to a pause um, within that trial, um, they would they would uh, zoom in on the state seal on the wall. Wow. Hey, Dr. Bean. And for me, Dr. Bean, yes. that's I, I'm going to break into this right now. We'll talk a little bit more, but that's a really good point. I want you to remember that, like I remembered Bidet Makaska, or even better. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and here we're with Dr. Kate Bean, Minnesota Museum of Art uh, person, also just all groovy person, and I'm so excited to have her on. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Be my way. 
We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, and, and some, some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. The Guthrie Theater presents For the People, an irreverent new comedy born of the Twin Cities Native community. In the play, April Dakota dreams of opening a wellness center on Franklin Avenue to serve the Native community. She's counting on a grant to make it happen, but when her presentation goes sideways, she's forced to make a decision that puts the community and her culture at risk. On stage now through November 12th. Tickets at GuthrieTheater.org. That's through November 12th. GuthrieTheater.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves, Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, they're a great uh, organization. Oh, wait, that's us. Hey, we're here with uh, Dr. Kate Bean, and uh, we're talking about the state flag and the emblem and about changing it. Before we get in back into the story, uh, Dr. Bean, I'd like you to... Uh, uh, Tell everybody where they can go to to upload their uh, own art, to, up to six images, uh, um, for their ideas of a state flag or a state emblem. Absolutely. So there is a website to go to. If people want to mail in, they can mail in. But if you go to the website, www.3.mnhs.org backslash S-E-R-C. So it's a, it, or you can also just go to the straight to the Minnesota Historical Society main webpage and there's a banner there and you can click on it. And if you go there, there is the form that you can submit by October 30th. We want more submissions. I in particular would love to see, to see submissions by indigenous folks across Turtle Island. Mm-hmm. I think it would be absolutely wonderful to get some indigenous designers in there, artists in there represented within our steel, seal and our flag. Hey, it'd be really cool if there was some uh, some uh, of a ho chunk design in there. Ho, wow! <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, thrown there on the side. No, but hey, you were uh, before I uh, rudely interrupted you. You were talking about uh, the during the George Floyd uh, trial. During the George Floyd trial, I remember um, the camera would would zoom in on the state seal whenever they would go on a on a break or they would mm-hmm. go. Um, you know, uh, well, on a break. And so it's really interesting um, to me as a Native person that here we're talking about issues of white supremacy and violence in the state of Minnesota, and we would zoom in on a symbol of white white supremacy and violence. Um, And I I remember wondering, like, doesn't this bother anybody? Like, am I the only one that finds this really offensive? Um, and so, you know, the, these, these symbols have been around for an awful long time, but we as Indigenous people have been around for a lot longer. And so we're really excited to see um, new symbols and to, to see representations that actually better reflect this land that we all love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm excited to see uh, what 
what comes about on this? Because I, I think, like you said, uh, the simple, the better. Uh, I know, I know personally the two young people uh, in Matt. Well, they were young people then; they're in their sixties now. That designed the Madison uh, city state flag or city flag, mm-hmm. which is very simple and very, uh, very. Uh, like you said, it's very simple, and they don't have a capital on. They don't have, they don't have deer running through. They don't have guns, you know. Uh, so yeah, and, and again, uh, maybe Haley can pop up the for the people that are watching us, and you know, we we're on over twenty five stations around Turtle Island in Wisconsin, uh, and uh, Illinois and Michigan. Uh, but we also have a big group of people that watch us on Facebook Live and YouTube. So if when we can get that address up there too, we can pop that up there. Hey, I, I did mention your documentary and I want you to say the name of it too, because every once in a while I see it pops up on PBS. Yeah, so my dad and I worked on a documentary. Uh, it's a story about our, our grand, one of our grandfathers, Charles Eastman, who was a grandson of Seth Eastman. Ohiesa, the soul of an Indian, and it's available on Amazon Prime uh, to rent or to purchase. It's a vision maker media film, Ohiesa, the soul of an Indian. My dad and I also just recently published one of our grandfather's unpublished manuscripts that was left within uh, within our family archive after he passed. He, he, he drafted it probably around 1935, and it was the creation story of our, of our Dakota people. Uh, and it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful story that he uh, documented directly from elders um, in, in his own community. And it's, it's a beautiful opportunity to publish that as well. Absolutely. And just to remind some of our audience uh, who your grandfather was, because uh, the, uh, he was a complex person like we all are, but also his writings in his books, and maybe you can just uh, do a little overview of who he was. Sure. He was one of the first writers to be born out of Minnesota. He was born in Redwood Falls in 1858. He was a child during the Dakota War. He went on to become a graduate of Dartmouth College and the Boston School of Medicine and became one of the first Native medical doctors. Susan LaFleche was the first, and he was the second uh, Native medical doctor. He was the physician who tended to those who um, were wounded at the Wounded Knee Massacre in 1890 in Pine Ridge. And he went on to become a American Indian rights advocate and lobbyist and fought for citizenship rights um, and recognition for us. He was a founder of the Society of American Indians. He also helped found some of the reservation chapters of the YMCA and the Boy Scouts of America, um, and was somebody who, um, fought for all of us across this beautiful land. Wow. Yeah. And it's a great documentary and, uh, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it again and you can get it on Amazon prime. You can rent it or buy it. And it's, it's awesome. So Dr. Bean, what else do you got cooking there? I know you're working with the museum, uh, Minnesota museum of art. What's happening there. Yes. So the Minnesota museum of American art is a museum that's been around since the 1890s. Um, and it's in the pioneer Endicott building in downtown St. Paul on Roberts street in lower town in, and um, we are about to reopen on November 4th. We're gonna reopen with a Hazel Belleville retrospective. Hazel was a, is a phenomenal, wonderful artist. She taught at the St. Paul Academy at MCAD for 35 years. She was co-founder of the Women's Art Registry of Minnesota, also known as WARM. Um, some people know her as, um, and her, in terms of her uh, relationship, her her husband was George Morrison, uh, and the M also has one of the largest, or the largest, George Morrison collections. Um, and Hazel is a good friend of the M, and is somebody who I just cherish so deeply. Her arts uh, background, her paintings, her drawings, her life experience and legacy is just phenomenal. And she's going to be there on Saturday, November fourth. Um, for people to to talk with. And her son, Brian, will be coming in and playing music. Um, and we're just super excited to have her come in. The museum itself, um, as I mentioned, has been closed for four years. I'm the first, uh, I'm, I'm one of the only American Indian um, executive directors of an American art museum in this country. Wow. And I, um, there are very few executive directors of, of art museums uh, who are indigenous in general in this country. 
Um, and what we're working to do is to indigenize these spaces and to yeah. uh, change the ways in which we are represented uh, and welcomed within these spaces. And the M in particular has a longstanding relationship with indigenous communities here in Minnesota, throughout the region. We work a lot with communities. We do a lot of community partnerships, artist-led initiatives, um, co-curated exhibitions. We work with students. We do a lot of the skyways and uh, murals across downtown St. Paul. And, and um, we're really a community-rooted museum. And so we're really looking forward to actually being able to reopen our doors and welcome people in. The larger museum space um, will be uh, still under construction. So we're opening one gallery with Hazel's beautiful retrospective. And then we have um, other gallery spaces. We're gonna be expanding our museum. We're going from 2,000 to 6,000 square feet of gallery space. And that expanded space will open in this uh, in this uh, next summer. Wow! Wow! Exciting! And I was going to mention too. This past weekend, I saw you at the Minnesota Historical Society, where you used to work at. And uh, what a great! Uh, well, it was good to see you for one, but also what a great exhibit they had. And we were uh, blessed to go live there and do a a special show and talk to some of the. So some of the people that were in the neighborhood and knew the people and uh, like the Claremonts and all these old uh, uh, native names and uh, people that really uh, were out and about doing what you do now and what uh, a lot of us do in, in the community. And it was really great to see those pictures and yourself. Absolutely. I I was blessed to have um, been a part of that exhibit from the beginning. I helped write the exhibit proposal for it. Uh, my my colleague and friend Ben Gessner uh, and I actually ended up finding those images in the archives and those are Star Tribune Journal negatives and some of them had never been published and we started looking through them and Ben and I started on our personal Facebook pages just sharing photographs with community and people started finding their relatives and telling yeah. stories within the comments and we realized this is really beautiful mm -hmm. um, and you know to see the ways in which that phenomenal Native American initiatives team Rita, Amber, Jacob, they've done such a good job of going out into community, getting yeah. names, getting stories, and inviting people in. And so I definitely recommend people go out and see that exhibit. One thing I really liked, and I didn't know because until we had them on guests a couple of weeks before the, the opening, was that you had a strip of negatives too. So mm -hmm. it was almost a a story in itself, not only the, the, the picture that was either published or made, uh, but the negatives that came along with it. Yeah, there are the negatives of all the, the photographs that hadn't been published yet. And there, I think it was really interesting to see within the ones that were published, the storylines. And some of them were, were written really sort of awkward, you know, how we're talked about it oftentimes in the, the media and in, in, yeah. in the newspapers, you know, and, and, and they're really interesting ways in which we can recontextualize and reframe these stories from our perspectives are important. Wow. Uh, Dr. Dr. Bean, thank you so much for coming on. And look how easy it is to come on. You can come on like once a week from now on. Oh, I know we should do it. <laughs> right on. Don't, don't, don't threaten us. We're going to send you an email next Wednesday. <laughs> awesome. All thank right. you. Thank you so much for being on. Up. Hey, up next, Arvina Martin, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin and our Ho-Chunk sister. Ho -wow. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Strong Hearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Strong Hearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Strong Hearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live, live and, and let, let howl. howl. 
In this critical time for Indian country, voting is crucial to protecting the land, water, and communities. Voting creates collective power in securing our planet's future amid climate chaos. Engage in personal conversations with loved ones to ensure they are making informed voting choices. Register to vote. And don't forget that 16- and 17-year-olds can pre-register to vote in Minnesota. NACTI is asking us to stand together and make voting a tradition. Go to NACTI.org to learn more and make your pledge to vote. The Electric Fetus is having a store-wide Halloween sale now through October 31st. Take 20% off almost everything in the store, including new and used vinyl, CDs and DVDs, clothing, books, incense, Electric Fetus t-shirts, hoodies, pint glasses, and more. Some restrictions apply. The store is open 10 to 6 Tuesdays through Saturdays and 11 to 6 on Sundays. It's closed on Mondays. The Electric Fetus is located just south of downtown Minneapolis at 2000 South 4th Avenue. More at electricfetus.com. That's electricfetus.com. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. Hi, this is Gina. Matthew, I will not read this next line. I'll be your snookum wookums. Fine. My husband is the sexiest radio host in Minnesota, Matt McNeil. Dang straight. When it came time to replace my vehicle, I wanted an option that was safe in the environment. I wanted a hybrid. My RAV4 hybrid is a greener vehicle without sacrificing style and comfort. I love my Toyota hybrid. Toyota hybrids are incredibly fuel efficient. Test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for showers and storms tonight with a low around 54, Thursday more rain with a high near 60, and Friday cloudy with a high near 46. Latungi's Palette is home of the best peach cobbler in the world. Their social enterprise business is built with purpose and fortified with love. Come and indulge in their gourmet dessert sandwiches and coffee drinks, including vegan and gluten-free options. Located at 1400 Park Avenue South in Minneapolis, more at latungispalette.com. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, we are totally blessed to have Irina Martin on. And again, what a great show this is going to be. We just had Dr. Bean on, and now we have the superstar of out of Wisconsin, Ho-Chunk, uh, all-around groovy person, and also, I want to just say, director of uh, executive director of Emerge Wisconsin, which uh, I- each day we get closer to the election, your work is becoming more and more and more and more important. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm always happy to, to come and join you guys. And yeah, we're, we're in the middle of our recruiting season here at Emerge, so any uh, women or non-binary folks that uh, feel comfortable in female-centered spaces, please. if you've thought about running for office, please check out our website at uh, wi.emergeus. Oops, I'm sorry, emergeamerica.org. Sorry, we just had a little bit of um, dog and cats here that wanted to get into it, so I had to separate in the middle of saying our website. <laughs> That's awesome. You have some dogs there and cats. That's we we. I have a dog sitting to my left, and I have a cat. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. you know, for so for many many years. 
uh, you know, Wendy, my wife, uh, does the sacred animal portion of our show, and the cat would bust through the door every uh, every segment for, and it's just funny, and uh, it's welcomed, let me say that, uh, and uh, she's a cutie, or he's a cutie. <laughs> yeah, this this would be um, his 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 uh, government name is Weejuke Ron Swanson, and for you non Ho Chunks out there, Weejuke means cat, so he's Cat Ron Swanson. <laughs> um, though his his the name that we call him has evolved due to having a child who got him to be. We call him Benern now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense when you you have like a six year old. <laughs> who's trying to come up with nicknames for the for the cat so i might have to period oops sorry periodically give some scritches here that's a good name arvina I'd, i will have to say i named my first cat as well and i was not as creative um, yeah. its name was meow meow so Aww. yeah yeah so a lot happening. Uh, what kind of update can you give us on our, our new Supreme Court uh, protese, which uh, are they still uh, wanting to impeach her before her first day? What's going on? Um, yeah, I mean, there that's still something that they want to do. Uh, we haven't heard anything recently about um, if it's going to happen or when it could happen. So we're kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of stressful to not know exactly, you know, what to expect. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed that it doesn't happen and, you know, we can, oh, <laughs> we can we can keep going and, and, and the court can do the, the business of the Supreme Court with all seven members. Yeah, well, and it looks like we have... Uh... A person that's uh, going to be residing. It looks like they just elected someone today, and he's a. Uh, uh, he thought Trump won, and it still is going to be running. He's in. Uh, uh, so, let's keep an eye on that too. Oh, the speaker. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, I I was watching yesterday and disappeared from the news only to find out that. Emmert had been, well, when I left, Emmert was the speaker designee, and then he, uh, a couple hours later, was no longer. Um, <laughs> and so I am shocked that they found somebody, and they found someone that they were able to actually get votes for. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what a, what a, what a mess. <laughs> I mean, completely crippling, you know, Congress and and stopping stopping them from doing their work um, in this really important time right now where where we need our government to uh, to react to situations happening throughout the world and and they you know were being held hostage by the the MAGA Republicans in the in the uh, House of Representatives. I love the, I've heard him called the chaos caucus and that's exactly what's going on. And it's, it's not a good chaos either. No. And, and I have a hard time, you know, believing how or understanding how folks can justify, you know, a, a vote for Republicans these days, just because they're, they're not even able to, you know, um, to, to elect their own leadership and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, let alone handle the issues of, of the country um, and the, the world these days. Uh, it's just, you know, I mean, I, I'm actually shocked that, that we did find, or they did find somebody who was able to get the votes and hopefully they'll be able to work on um, some, you know, updating and, and we won't be headed to a shutdown on November 17th. That's my birthday. And all I want for my birthday is, is a fully functional government. Um, it's not all I want, but it's my number one request. <laughs> uh, Haley, make a note of that for us, please. Maybe we can get a teacher <laughs> saying all I want is a functioning government for, uh, for Arvina. Um, I, you know, I'm a little addicted to TikTok and there's certain times of the day I, I watch it. And so there's, so there's people I like, but one of these things that came up and it was CNN reported this. And so we talk, uh, or we hear the, the media talk about, uh, polls and, uh, how Biden's hurting. And by the way, Biden's going to be in town, uh, in, 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 uh, Minneapolis, 
uh, next week, but guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., so I can't be here to meet him and do oh, a no. selfie. I know. But but anyways, a CNN uh, reporter was saying that there have been 30 uh, elections this past year across the country, and uh, 28 out of the 30 were won by Democrats. And the ones that weren't won, they were showing the percentage, the ones that did not win, maybe uh, – there, they. I think during the presidential election, they uh, that Trump took them by double digits, and they were less than single digits. Their loss, so there was a victory right there. So we can't really yeah. listen to these polls because there's people out there that don't pick up a phone and answer questions or poll, and people like Haley or Gen Zs are going to save us. Yeah, I, I saw a, a statistic that shows that um, Gen Z is is far more um, uh, inclined. To, whoop! Sorry. The cat, for those of you who are who are watching on screen, the cat just rubbed himself on my screen and pushed it down so you couldn't see me. Um, uh, you know that Gen Z is by and large going to be voting uh, Democratic, and and the generation after Gen Z is is likely to be even more um, Democratic. Uh, you know, just with everything that that Republicans are pushing, um, that are uh, you know not being not not trusting women to make decisions regarding her own health um requiring you know book bans um not allowing a proper care for uh kids that are trans um and not not allowing any you know medication or or medical treatment to to address that issue um you know the those are the the issues that republicans are are paying attention to meanwhile we've got folks that are homeless um right. we have folks that need need better access to health care that need you know access to clean water and uh you know our planet is is rapidly warming and we you know every month we get a new this is the hottest blank month at, on record right. um you know there there are so many things that are um that are you know kind of dumpster fire situations right now that need to be addressed and they're not because the republicans are wasting time either you know in a a, a pissing contest regarding the speaker or to um or or taking these these bills that only take away rights from people um and the younger generations are not having it yeah yeah they're sick of it and uh, you know i can't speak for haley and but you know i've heard a lot of them you know are uh, i'm a boomer i'm on the end of the spectrum 64 is a cutoff and i was born in 61 so uh i i'm partially a boomer i would say but that we've uh not left our young ones uh clean air, clean water, uh, opportunities to buy homes, uh, and that's generational wealth, all these things that uh, uh, we take, uh, our older generation take for granted. Oh, absolutely. I am, I am the part of the micro generation, the Xennials or the, or <laughs> AKA the, the Jordan Catalano generation, AKA the Oregon Trail uh, generation. I was born in 79, which is like either the last or second to last year of Gen X. And there's some mm -hmm. definite Gen X stuff, you know, that I feel, but there's also a lot of millennial stuff I feel. And, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we are, are part of the generation or like kind of the starting point of, of, um, not being in a better situation than our parents right. were, you know, I am 43 years old and I don't own my own house. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 just not feasible and i have a very good paying job um it's just it's not it's not in the cards um and and that's that sucks yeah <laughs> um 
And that's why we need to make sure that we are encouraging our younger voters to get out to the polls every time. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about not just presidential years, not just for governors, but for spring elections. You know, so much happens at the local level, whether you're voting on your city council races, whether you're voting for school board members or you know, state Supreme Court, these these have huge um, impacts on every everyday lives for for all of us. Um, so we need to make sure that we're paying attention and, and getting and making sure our, our younger voters have access and can get to the polls every time. Absolutely. We're here with Arvina Martin, uh, CEO of Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, and we've been talking a little politics. And uh, you can stay on and uh, write for another segment. Awesome. We're going to probably have to talk a little bit about this border battle. It's about to happen this Sunday. Uh, Go Vikings. Uh, They really turned it on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after this short break. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Stronghearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Stronghearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Stronghearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. I'm having a really hard time lately, and I'm worried no one will understand what I'm going through. I feel so alone. I wish there was somebody I could talk to. If you're looking for support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you, with connections to others who have also struggled with their mental health and can provide support and resources. Services are anonymous, confidential, free of charge, and open seven days a week. Connect today at mentalhealthmn.org or call 855-HERE-FOR-MN today. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? <laughs> Arvina, that was a weak howl. I know. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to uh, confuse the dog. Yeah. There you go. Good one. Yeah. So we well, talked a little bit about the the rise and fall of Emmer and uh, Mike Johnson now, uh, the Louisiana conservative, uh, now is speaker. Who even was the second guy yesterday? Say that again. There was even a second guy that was speaker designee for about forty five minutes before he was like, "No," and I don't even I can't even remember who that is. And I don't think we'll ever know. uh, No, his name is lost to history. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they were talking about doing a uh, a co or or a helper until they got the votes, and and Trump just uh, blew Emmer out of the water by saying he's not cool, and so he dropped out of it. And it was good to see uh, today. uh, 
the former president got a $10,000 fine over his comments outside the, the court uh, during his uh, civil tribal, tribal uh, the fraud trial uh, in New yeah. York. So that was good to see. Yeah, well, I don't think that, and I don't know if that is the same one, but I know that he has been fined before. I think it was $5,000 before. I don't know if it's for the same trial. I'm presuming that's the only one that he's actually on trial for at the moment. Um, it's hard to keep track sometimes. Um, but, but you know, I think it's going to keep going. I think he's going to keep you know, <laughs> breaking that gag order. And maybe next time, maybe it'll just keep doubling, um, <laughs> you know, and and he'll use his campaign or whatever he's raising money for to to pay for that, his legal fees instead of campaign <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're here with Arvina Martin, and she's executive director of Emerge Wisconsin. And also, I just want to give you a quick shout out for people that don't know. You were the first uh, Native American uh, voted in uh, as a city council member. We call that. That's what we call that in Minnesota. Uh, city council member in Madison, Wisconsin. So we're always fun talking politics and, and uh, just catching up in a good way here. Uh, us ho- It's a Ho-Chunk show today. Yeah. Yeah. Long shit Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. So one of the things uh, I, I my heart is singing about all these people that are flipping on uh, the former president now. Um, we have four people now that are willing to testify. And don't you have to have some really good uh, information for people to make a deal with? Because they got pretty sweet deals. Uh, that first lawyer, she was... Uh, she was, uh, they were going to go after her with racketeering and everything. She was going to go in for life if she got caught. And now she's going to uh, possibly just have six months of probation. So she must have some really good info, Arbina. I I would assume so. I, I guess I'd, I don't know a whole bunch about, uh, you know, how to how prosecutors make deals with defendants. But, um, you know, from what I've seen, I think I think even the the talking heads on TV were kind of, uh, and I don't mean David Byrne, um, but they were kind <laughs> of uh, uh, surprised that that now we're up to we're up to four now, or is it already yeah. up to five? Um, four plus Mark Meadows, who yeah. has been immunized and who has testified before the grand jury. I know that um, yesterday the attorney Jenna Ellis. Um, their, their, her plea deal allows her to keep her, um, law license. So I, and, and she, they've been describing her as Giuliani's number two. So Mm -hmm. you have to think that they're getting further up the chain and what's going to happen to, you know, the guy that used to be known as America's mayor. Um, and you know, he's gotta, he's just gotta be. You know, <laughs> I was going to use an expression that had a cuss word in it, and I'm not going to oh, do that. <laughs> right. well, the mothership would have had to uh, bleep that. And, uh, yeah. No, now now they gave them a heads up now, so they're they're ready. So if, yeah, if it comes out, go for it. Self-control. But, self-control. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting, I don't know, did you hear her at all on the news yesterday? I mean lawyers she was blaming other lawyers because she was young and i'm just going well don't you have to take the same bar exam i mean don't you have to take the same classes that you know lines line don't you have to check your information out in order to uh, respond to it in either way i mean one would think that 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 she would be familiar with the concept of due diligence, et cetera, <laughs> and not just, and especially with this crew, instead of, you know, just taking their word for it. I don't know that I, I mean, yikes. <laughs> um, but I also saw that, that she was, they didn't require her to read that statement. She just did it on her own. Um, mm. Just wrote, wrote something that she wanted to read to the court. So um, I don't know what that's about, but, you know, you know, perhaps it'll, it'll help her with, I, I mean, I, if she's got a plea deal, presumably she's already got some kind of sentencing involved. Um, yeah. If not, if that's not correct. You know, I apologize again i don't i don't know much about court stuff um but you know 
yeah, I, it's just, they're getting closer and closer and, um, it's wild to see if, again, when you watch the, the new shows and they've got the graphic up of all the people that have been in, indicted and they put big red X's over people who have um, gotten plea deals. And yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe they're, they're going to start coming quick. Maybe the other the other folks that are have been charged are going to be like, look, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all these guys now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the last one uh, standing <laughs> with Trump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's not going to help anyone. Hey, did, no. were you able to see any movies or anything uh, the last few weeks? I didn't. I'm I'm still waiting to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and I. Uh, although I did a few weeks ago see Stop Making Sense, speaking of the talking heads, um, the remaster of that, which was incredible. Um, But I'm hoping to see uh, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon soon. I just, I worked all last weekend at the um, Women's March convention that was held in Milwaukee. And so um, I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a day off yet. And then this weekend I'm taking my daughter uh, to Chicago to go see Lauren Hill. So, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm an old I'm an old Fuji fan. Back in the day, she was awesome. I, that that, uh, that thing is that the name of one of the, her songs? Uh, where oh, yeah. she Do-wop, that thing? Yeah, that's one of my all time favorite music videos too. Because uh, it's side by side of current and back to the fifties. We got like a a minute left here. What is your prediction here with the Vikings Packers game? And and if you have any extra tickets, I will be driving there uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> I I do not have tickets, unfortunately. Um, and I don't know. I you know I think it's going to be. I think these border battles always end up being more. Um, intense then you know regardless of of what team is is where in the standings like mm-hmm. everybody brings their a game because you know you got to do it for your divisional your divisional standings so i think we're going to see a lot of people you know or you know everybody just playing their best and playing their hearts <laughs> out <laughs> i just hope everybody has fun <laughs> yeah and everyone stays safe because we know yeah. how the fans are that's short for fanatic so we got to be, <laughs> be aware of that well arvina thank you so much we really i know Haley and i really enjoy our conversations when uh, once a week and yeah. and uh and i know our audience does too it's been really fun thanks so much for stopping in absolutely anytime i'll be back Right on. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It's the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and vote. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now.